Yeah, so Rob, I was telling him I adjusted the space here that way we could all sit down here. Last time you didn't have a chair, so I was sitting there looking at the, the island, yeah, yeah. and I looked over and there's a freaking table here. <laughs> it's like with yeah. chairs, so why not just do it here? <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, man, we're going to jump it off, though, but uh, dude, what about your, your brother last night, dude? His last fight? Yeah, last MMA fight. Yeah, last MMA fight. Oh, this MMA fight. So he's looking into doing some boxing or something. I like think that? that he could possibly. He's done a bare knuckle uh, before a BKFC fight, and I think he kind of wants a little bit of redemption on that. But I'm not quite sure. He just he. I definitely. I know for sure he wants to be a part of the sport still. So yeah, I know Amped, one of the gyms that I train up, train at, is opening uh, a location in Wichita Falls uh, in July, mid July. So I'm sure he'll be down there coaching and. You know, he'll always be a part of the sport. It's it's who he is. Heck yeah! He said something last night that he was going to do some matchmaking too, and like promotional. Stuff. Yeah, because he's part of the promotional. He's part of that promotion now. He, so you know, he's, he's going to put together some bangers. Yeah. As far as uh, as far as that goes, that he 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 run he works in the gym too, right? Does he still train and stuff? Um. Yeah, he trains. He goes to Amped on the weekends. And no, he, like does he train other fighters and stuff? Um, no, not right now at the moment. Right. He uh, works at Fit Body Boot Camp in Wichita Falls and uh, helps a lot of people just get in just regular shape, exercise type stuff. And But he wants to be involved in uh, the AMPT program. Uh, he's known Keith and all those guys a really long time. They, they brought him in 19 years ago, and uh, they were very experienced. Uh, great fighters, got a big wrestling program down there in Henrietta as well. Yeah, uh, he wants to be a part, so I know he's going to get a couple nights in over there on coaching. I'm pretty sure he said he wanted to do that. Heck yeah, was uh, I'm assuming you was in his corner last night. Yeah, how, how was that feeling, dog? Man, it was. Uh, I always look at it. Anytime I get to spend with him is always an honor. You know, I love him. He's my brother, and to share his last moment like that, you know, like before the fight, before he came out, I was like enjoy every moment bro this is this is what it's all come down to you know all 19 years of you fighting and this is your last one enjoy the walk through you know every second and he went out there and uh put him away quick early and easy with no yeah. damage and uh you couldn't ask for a better ending it was a awesome night you can't you introduce your buddy real quick yeah this is uh torrance uh Glido? Glidewell. Glidewell, yeah. He's a 4-0 amateur uh, MMA fighter, uh, holds a 45 belt. Uh, he's looking to make a splash, man. He trains with me. He's from Chickasha, the north side of Chickasha. Uh, so yeah, shout out to them. Who yeah. uh, all that against you? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he travels to come down here and train with you know some of the best he can. He goes with me on Sundays to Texas to train, so that's right. another hour. But if you want to take this sport seriously and you want to really get good, then you're going to make those sacrifices. That's part of it. You know, traveling to get different looks, traveling to see, you know, like he says, there's levels to this. And, you yeah. know, you want to get to that yeah, top man, level, I you got to train with. training with Tyson, man. I was going to go pro at the end of the year. And I was like, nah, I got some more to do. I got work to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really hard. hard to train. I apologize. No, you go. Keep going, brother. Keep it's going. hard to train, like, and work a full-time job like five days a week. I'm not in camp right now, so I've just been working. Uh, the only time I really train, train, we be sparring, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, we train, but we just spar on Sundays right now. And I just, I'm really just trying to help Tyson get his rounds in because he's got that August 5th card coming yeah. up. He's fighting for that 45 belt for Rage in the Cage. And Speaking of August 5th though, man. Like what's are you doing? Are you doing anything different now leading up to that than, than you did the last time? Um, just the amount of rounds that I'm doing because I'm doing it's a championship fight, so I'm not training for three five minute rounds. I'm training for five five minute rounds. Right. And even though I, fit, I plan on putting him away in the first or second round, uh, I train always for the whole entire fight. I don't hunt knockouts. I don't hunt submissions. I want to slowly break you and outpoint you and pick you apart, drag you into those deep waters because cardio is one of my biggest assets that I have. I I just want, I come fully prepared. I always come fully prepared. You don't ever if you lose because of your cardio, it's then you beat yourself, you know, and that's even worse than letting them beat you. You know, what I mean, you, you're too tired. You can't hold your hands up, or right. you can't do what needs to be done because you didn't work hard enough. So like for my last fight, it was. On the hard, hard sparring days, 
I would do, you know, I would do my three fives with a fresh guy every round and then I'd do an extra round. So I do four. So today we did six fives, you know, did my championship rounds and then I do an extra round. To put yeah, on and I can say that he is in shape, man. Like always, because I'm not right now. I'll be honest, he's whipping my excuse my language but you know you can cuss bro it's good <laughs> right. some, some just don't allow but yeah he was whooping my ass man it's really good rounds taught me some stuff let me know what I need to be doing what not to be doing well I know Rob Rob can probably relate to this you know uh, growing up in the, the promotion point system in the military the one thing that you can control is that, that I was always told I, had, I used to have a detachment sergeant named first sergeant drought he, he would tell me the one thing you control when you get promoted is your physical fitness it's on you to go out there to make a hundred yeah. on that PT test. You yeah. can do everything you want to do. You can study for that test as much as you want, but it's on you. So yeah. I feel like there's some similarities with that the fight game, like you said with your cardio. Yeah, you know I mean you control that. It's my coach's job to teach me technique and skill, and it's my personal duty to make sure that I'm in shape to execute the things that they teach me. Yeah, because they're not strength and conditioning coaches as well. Although they do know things like that and do help me, and they've given me quite a few of the workouts that I do use. But it's up to me to go do that because they don't have they have jobs as well, so they don't have time to be at the gym all day. I make sure that's my duty to make sure I get my physical exercise to be in in the best shape that I can be in. Oh yeah, and it's disrespectful to not be in shape for a fight. Really, if you're not putting in the work, the results will show. And if you're selling all these tickets and not putting in work, then it's very disrespectful in all reality. One of the things I wanted to ask Tyson, I've been been following the the build up to this fight on your social media yeah and things like yeah, that I love it I love is there it, a little God. back and forth going on right now with your with your opponent yeah of okay. course of okay. course there is uh I, I i like to set it off so uh like to play with her head it's mental warfare and he bit right out the gate uh i knew he would he's a younger kid and uh they like to bite on that and get emotional to me it's hilarious so i'm just sitting back and laughing uh, but I'm good at this, so this is what I like to do. So, the more emotional he gets and in, invested, the more it's going to benefit me. Okay. So, uh, like I've have really tough skin. I come from a different generation, so like there's nothing. The only thing he said to me is like, "Oh, you're old" or whatever. And I'm just like, "Okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> good one, bro. You know, good one." Okay. But uh, yeah, it's back and forth, and. Uh, uh, it sells. It sells tickets. People are interested about it, and yeah. I plan on having him on again and uh, seeing where it goes. You know, because we have, we've definitely had some deals, some knockdown. Yeah, that's on social media. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I've seen that, and uh, it it almost seems from the outside looking in as you know, just somebody scrolling through and keeping up with it, that what you're doing is calculated. Mm-hmm. It's like leading down a, a path that you want to go. Just kind of like you said, it's the, yeah. the mental warfare aspect of it. Well, when you do this on as much as I've done it, like you, you, this is what it takes to keep stuff exciting. Like, okay, yeah, like you fight enough to where that's not enough. Now let's pour some extra pressure on it because right. you want the pressure. That's why you like. This is why people fight because you you like this anxiety. You like this this kind of feeling where you're like. It's frustrating. It's annoying, but like that prolonged gratification for that glory makes it all worth it. Like the stress that you put yourself under. That it's like when you're a kid and you know you got to fight somebody after school and you're tripping out all yeah. day and you're like, oh shit, you know, and you're like, god damn, I can't concentrate on my work. I just know I got to go fight this kid at the end of school, you know, and everyone's gonna be watching and it's gonna be a big deal. Now then, it's all gonna be on social media. Now <laughs> it's like twelve weeks of that. Twelve weeks yeah. of that that emotion, you yeah. know, here and there of like, oh shit, you know. But that disappears. Like, the more you fight, to me, it disappeared. Like, the adrenaline has disappeared. I feel I feel everything. I'm able to think clearly. And that part I really like, the, 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 cl- the, the clarity of my mind in yeah. there and to be able to execute game plans and listen to my coaches instead of being frantic and my heart's beating through my fucking chest and my, yeah. I'm like a cartoon. Your fucking feet are spinning faster okay. than your body can go. But now it's everything is nice and calm, and like I don't get really a lot of those nerves. Like I'm so confident that I just in my head I'm like you're gonna go and you're gonna go destroy, you're gonna fuck this shit up, and there's nothing that's gonna stop you, nothing's gonna get in your way, and you just have to keep saying that shit over and over. And every time you even have a doubt, you just no fuck that, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to destroy your mind. You ain't shit. And I just constantly reaffirm myself, and it works. You know, it it truly works. So. 
there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to win. My pace is I'm going to just pour the pace on him. He's training to get into shape. He's They didn't offer him a title fight. He, I'm gifting him a title fight. He's not worthy of the title. He's He was just the last person that beat me, and then I climbed my way back, and, and I'm gifting this to him. Nobody's looking for him to book him in for a fight even. So I'm like, yo, bro, here you go. Here's a fucking present. Here's a paycheck. So be happy, you know, and yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're do, do what you're told because I'm gifting this to you. So don't talk shit like, like you're the, the A side in this. You know, I'm ranked way above him. So it's not going to even really help my ranking. I just want this win back because I know it was a fluke. I see. And if I can talk a little shit and get in, into his head a little bit because I know that he knows. He's, he's a veteran, so he knows that he's trained to lose weight. He knows that he hasn't been hungry like me. And deep down, he knows that all these things, it's checking off in his deal. And now I'm adding this other stress to him of the mental warfare. So, you know, he can pretend all he wants, but I know all this shit is adding up and it's stacking up because I've been there. You know, I'm a veteran. I know when I haven't done what I needed to do when I was trained to lose weight and not training my skill. I always stay in shape. I always am on weight. Um, I just took a fight at 55 where I had bulked all the way up to 170 pounds. Then I made 155, and here we are weeks after, and I've maintained that weight, which is extremely hard for me to just jump straight in back to a strict diet. But that's how hungry I am. I, I'm, on, I'm back already training just skill and technique and just bettering and adding to my arsenal instead of just training to lose weight. So I don't really understand his mindset where he's like, he feels he can even talk shit when he already knows I'm, I'm climbing levels above him where he's taking breaks and just chilled and gained weight. I've been just elevating my skills, elevating my cardio, not taking any breaks. I fought Saturday. If it wasn't for Memorial Day, I was back. I would have been back on Monday and I was back Tuesday grinding hard back to it. Like there is no, it's all gas, no breaks with me. I want my belt and I'm going to get the belt. One of the things that you said, uh, just just within this conversation, the transition from being like the the adrenaline to where now it's just it's it's your profession. Yeah. At what point did you see that happening, or did you just like okay, or you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You noticed there was a change. Really, the just the past year and a half, two years, when uh, my coach Tom Showoff, uh, he's just really made a big impact on my career mentally physically everything like he's such an amazing coach he can just watch me moving around and be like hey does your back hurt and he's like pow and he'll just pop me right back into place he's like i could see that something was off like that's how in tune of a coach he is he's he's that smart and he's built my confidence up he's built my skills up to where like i just feel like i'm a bad motherfucker like before where you'd always question yourself like i would always like you know every fighter has uh, it wouldn't seem that way, but self-esteem issues almost. And like you, just because you appear confident and you look like you're doing some confident ass shit and shit, like we are all like inside of our heads, like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not good enough. Like, am I, you know, questioning yeah. yourself, you know, like everybody's always constantly. In. So to, to finally get that confidence and, you know, be like, you know what? I am a bad motherfucker. I'm just going to take it and run with it and, and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm just going to be that dude, you know, I'm going to be that dude. And that's, and he put that mindset into me. He's like, you're a bad motherfucker, so be a bad motherfucker. And so that's what I try to do. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be a bad motherfucker then. And I'm going to walk the walk and I'm going to talk it too. So we're going to walk it all the way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, let them know. Like, yeah, what I do know is that um, when you're determined like that, bro, it's destined to happen in you knowing that you know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> my, my last fight before, the whole time, I was like, I did, didn't get nervous, not what whatsoever. And I was telling my coaches, I was like, hey, man, this is like the first time I've like never had no jitters, not anything. I was just so fucking sure that I was going to go in there and handle business. And it just played out just the way I expected it to. Faced a little adversity, still overcame it, and mm -hmm. walked right through them. And then yeah so i just so the same same mindset for this i know i'm just gonna go in there i'm gonna handle this shit and i'm gonna handle it even better than that than the last time that's what happened to me and lawton bro whenever i won that belt and then you were the main event you seen how calm i was bro when yeah. i through that jumping speed kick it was just i had a guillotine it was so tight it was crazy man calm aware i seen so much i just could tell i just knew 
<laughs> yeah, it's good to, to get into that like that mindset. You I know? call it the flow state, man. Yeah, when you're in that flow state, man, things changes, man. I I see that in wrestling a lot. You know, ha- having the the opportunity to you know coach youth and high school kids, I see that a lot. You know, I, I can always look at a kid and tell if he's in his own head before the match even starts. Yeah. Right? It's 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 in their eyes. You know, typically the benefit I have as, as a coach to be able to teach my my own son that is. It's like, dude, look at your opponent's eyes, man. You know what I mean? Some, something I used to do when I when I was younger is, is if I seen a kid with their shoelaces untied, dog, that's the first thing I would tell them when we got on the mat. We about to shake hands. Your shoelaces untied. You ain't winning. You know what I mean? <laughs> that fucks. It's mindset. Yes, you know? it's, yes. it's a mental mindset. It's mental warfare. It's, it, it's mental like warfare. That. You know, and stuff. And you said that earlier, and that's the first thing I thought about was shoelaces, man. When you said mm-hmm. that earlier. Uh, but that's part of it, though. That's right? like when you do the face-off at the weigh-ins, and you're looking at each other's eyes, and you've got your shit up. You can see sometimes you're like, he doesn't want it to be here. I can tell he doesn't want it bad enough. You know, I see it all the time because I don't like to look away. I don't want to be the first person to look away. And it might sound like a dumb, like superstition or whatever, but I'm like, I'm not looking away. Like you can separate us or whatever, but I'm not going to be the first one to break because I'm the one that I want to be here more than you. That's something Mike Tyson talked about, right? Like yeah. Mike, Mike Tyson, he talked about his his journey to the to the ring, you know, and just like building yourself up, building yourself up. And he just stares at him, and then they look away. He's like, "I got that motherfucker." Yes. You know what I mean? I, I I won, I won that battle right there. If I won that battle, I'm winning the rest of it. Yes, you know exactly, what I mean? exactly. Well, it seems like that's part of the that's part of the the process, part of the game. You know, not just the the conditioning and the the technique and all that kind of stuff, but what I keep hearing is the mindset, but even the interaction before the ring of uh, of influencing how that person is going to react. And like sometimes like shit doesn't always go as planned. Like we were at the fights last night and I had some of my other teammates from Texas. They lost their fight because uh, this girl thought she could bring her son to the cage and it wasn't allowed. And they were told her, no, you can't do that. And she pulled from the fight. I was like, I could already see that she didn't want to be there. And I got witnessed the whole thing. And I was like, all right, uh, she don't want to be here. She's going to pull. And she just kept making every, she's like, I don't trust the judges. Mm. Uh, I don't like the, the way this commission is. And like, I was like, look, people have paid money. They have traveled long distances to gear to watch their family. Like some people, they don't have a lot of money and like could be broke. And they travel all this money to go see their kid fight from out of state or, you know, four hours away because this is Texas, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then to have the opponent puss out because they're dealing with a little bit of adversity, I'm like, it's a fight. There's going to be adversity in the fight. And sometimes shit doesn't go all the way smoothly, but you you, I, you can choose to use it as fuel and say, you know what, this is going to make my victory that much sweeter because I had to go through all this bullshit to get there. Or you can use it as an excuse and be like, well, I'm not just going to do this shit because it's in, it's, it's inconveniencing me before my fight, and I need to be concentrated. Like the fight's chaos. There is no concentrate. You once you go in there and get busted in the mouth, a lot of your game planning and all that shit goes out the fucking window, and you go into survival mode, and you're like, oh, yeah. Like I just thought it was really disrespectful, and I think they should suspend people for doing shit like that. Oh, I agree. They should. Like you, no, you. If they, if no one's gonna be held accountable for anything, then no one's gonna learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and like, like, like I said, like people lost, like they have to get medicals done for these fights, $500 in medicals. You got to get, uh, you know, you got to travel, you got to train for 12 weeks for these fights or more. All that time and everything is all lost. You know, you can't buy people's time back, you know, right. and if somebody was broke and they spent all their money to go see their kid do their thing that they could do and they go back home with nothing, you know, not even getting to see that. Uh, that's just a real bummer because like there could have been a situation where you're like oh uh, I'm going to use my ticket money to give back to you so you can get back home or you'll have some money you know or I was going to use my purse to give you money so you could you know it wasn't going to be an issue I could pay for your trip so you won't be out of pocket you know because a lot of families don't have money and if you lose your purse that night and you don't get the fight because somebody wants to be a pussy you know what I mean and that's what it is because there was a bunch of shit talking about it on social media and I was straight up called around. I was like, well, someone was like, I don't want to say it. I was like, I'll fucking say it. She pumped out straight up. And the coach was like, I pulled her because blah, 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 this. I'm like, well, you've been in the game just as long as me and you already know nothing goes fucking smoothly all the time, especially somebody's first show. You know what I mean? 
And I was like, it's, it was just a cheap excuse to bail to me. And it was disrespectful, and I think that they should be uh, suspended or some shit like that. Is that something you think all the commissions have to work together with, though? Because there, there's different fight commissions. Oh, yeah. The I mean? commission in Texas is, for fighting compared to Oklahoma, is way more. It was a lot of fucking hoops to jump through. It, it? it was ridiculous. The medicals they want, uh, they were piss-testing everybody. It was... Uh, it was a fiasco with the commission, and uh, yeah, I would recommend just fighting in Oklahoma. <laughs> I wouldn't fight in Texas. But what are they? Are they just testing like <laughs> PEDs and stuff like that? I think they test for everything. Right. So, commissions are kind of weird, anyway, though, man. I don't really see too much. Like, of course, they have a job, but like, they're just trying to like my uh, my hometown fight. Like, I was giving my mom a hug before I walked out and stuff. And I gave my girlfriend a kiss and whatnot. They're like, come on, come on, just trying to push me to the ring. Like, but chill out, you know what I mean? Like, there's like five of y'all, and y'all have got my team behind y'all. And just like, right. get the fuck away from me, you know what I mean? Yeah, they have to watch you wrap your hands, tape your hands, do everything. Like, it's like you're in prison almost. Mm. And you're just like, dude, I'm trying to... That's what I feel like is a caged animal waiting to go out there, though. <laughs> like, you already have enough stuff to deal with when you're worried about dealing with the fight, and then you got to do a lot of this extra stuff, like... For the weigh-ins here, like the commission shows up, you fill out your form real quick, and you can get on the scale and weigh in. You can do all the fancy stuff later, but they know that we are dehydrated. We're we're dying at that moment for a couple of hours. We've done starved ourselves for however long to go suck all the water out of our body now. So right. now we want to weigh in and fucking start drinking Pedialyte and water and getting our weight back on. And then fill out our paperwork and do all our physicals and all that bullshit. Well, down there, they were like, no, you got to do all this other bullshit to not even know if they're going to make weight or not. You know what I mean? And some people didn't make weight. And you're like, Jesus Christ, man. Do they have like a hydration clause in Texas? No, that's really up to like the promotions. Is Is it? Yeah. Like the commission doesn't really get too, they don't really get too involved in that. Big, the big, well, I'm not sure there, but here we have like the tribal commission. If you fight like at a casino, you're right. dealing with a tribal commission, which is different than the Oklahoma State Athletic Commission. So they got different rules, different regulations to fight on in the Indian land. Uh, like they don't let you jump. Like when we used to fight at Sugar Creek, they won't let you jump on the cage for insurance reasons like at all. If you jump on top of the cage to celebrate, they will fine you like five grand. I feel like they should just make you sign a waiver. If you die, you die. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Well, there's a young, young kid, uh, Hunter Boone, was at the MCL, and uh, they didn't uh, have a pad secured and got took down into it, and it sliced his head wide oh, open. He wound up having to get, like, 40-something staples in his head. Damn, you know? Hunter Their Boone, insurance bro. did not pay for him. Yeah, insurance didn't pay for him, or they didn't help him out or anything. Wow. That was so, a 10th Planet guy, sorry. No, no, you're good. A 10th Planet guy over yeah, in Altus? From Altus, yeah. 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 okay. I think he just opened his own gym out in like Burns Flat or uh, somewhere out there. Is there any pictures of that? Yeah. I was going to show y'all Bubba's fight earlier too. I just didn't know if we could like... Yeah, we, we might. Yeah, I'm sure we can pull it up. We just have to commentate on it so people listening can know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Rob, you're it's the dog. You're the, yeah, dude. You're the uh, dude. Yeah. It's, a, it's a local news. Like it showed a video and all yeah. the news thing. And, okay. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Oh, you talking about the the cut and stuff? And no, yeah, I want to see the cut though. But oh, yeah, we can play the video too. Yeah, that's, there was a video of that also. I can probably find. See, it. that was him in the hospital. Uh, that was him on the way to the hospital. He looks happy. Oh, there was so he's good. So you, Torrance, yes, is that the name? How did you? Uh, so your background in fighting, where where did you start? What did you start with? Style or sport or what? street fighting? Man. Street fighting, okay, yeah, it was all a right. Banger, yeah. Uh, my uncle sure. taught me some boxing, and so like just growing up, I would always throw the gloves on with my cousins or like just neighborhood kids that wanted to talk crap. Like, come to my uncle's house. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Set the gloves on. So, Yo, Rob, check, you gotta check this out, bro. It just was. My whole life, I basically, I just knew I was meant to fight. That's what it is for me. I just knew. Yeah, he's filleted open, dude. That is wild, dude. Yeah. So if somebody wants to see that, do they have to go to his Facebook? Yeah. And look probably, at that. Yeah. If if he wants people to look at it, I don't know. Hey, ask him. Ask him if we can show it. I can post it on the the thing. Oh, so this is his fight. Yeah. Even a solid left too. Yeah. Man. So which fight is this? Bubba's this is Bubba's last one. 
Bubba, uh, what was his last name again? McDaniel. McDaniel. Bubba McDaniel. Okay. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, uh, seventeen UFC veteran. Yeah, yeah, that was like the there one of the best seasons, man. Right. Yeah, well, dude, yeah, he made quick work of it. It was uh, a takedown, ground and pound, and then was that the entire fight? Or Pretty was that much. Just the highlights? It was like uh, that was just a highlight. Like, okay, just two minutes. And- so. Pretty much. Okay, so a two minute fight, yeah, take yeah. down, ground, ground, ground and pound, just controlling two and then TKO. Yeah. yeah, that's a hell of a way to go out, man. Yeah, on yeah. top. Yeah, very rare does anybody get to go out on top like. If somebody wants to see that fight, where was it? Yeah. Uh, where was it posted? Uh, it was just on Facebook. Like it was a news article and stuff. Okay, and I think uh, the Texoma page. Yeah, Texoma. Texoma's huh? page. on YouTube Yeah, it was on pay per view, so I'm sure they're gonna drop. The highlights of it. Okay. Yeah, I think that uh, it's called Elite Championship Fighting, and they dropped the highlights of the because there was only two decisions last night. Almost everything yeah, was like a first finishes. round TKO, KO. Yeah. There was one sub, uh, like two decisions, and the rest of them were KO, TKO. I, I did have a question for you, Tyson. Just from the the start of this conversation, something that's sticking out uh, as far as the knowledge that you have gained in your in your fight career, right between training technique i would say i don't know if you call it like the business side of it of the fight game you know uh the money the uh the promotion as far as hyping up the fight and all that kind of stuff how do you see yourself using that at some point whenever you've moved on from fighting uh like just you know kind of as a coach as well like like I was telling him earlier, is like you can use the disciplines that you learn in fighting in your re- real regular everyday life. If you can starve yourself and make way and dehydrate to go fight somebody you don't know for fun, then you can organize your life and take care of every aspect and have that same discipline applied to the other parts of your life to be successful. So whatever I get into after this... Uh, I will be able to use that discipline and those strategies Mm -hmm. and to pass them on to younger fighters like Torrance, you know, like he's 21 years. He just turned 21. So uh, he's got, you know, he got, he's had, he's getting an advantage by, you know, being around these higher, higher level guys that are going to give you that information that you need uh, to absorb it and to use it. And, you know, that's up to him, but uh, to have somebody that you can have, you know, Cause I didn't have that when 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 Lawton first when I first started fighting around here there was no consistent coaching there was a couple of just there was a me and a bunch of other fighters basically training each other just beating the shit out of each other with no real guidance no re- re- veterans around to give us any knowledge or pointers or tips and now I'm at that point in my career I'm about to have my twentieth fight I've been around for ten plus years in the in the business. So I try to be like, you know, I try to spit some game to these young kids yeah. and be like, yo, man, you got potential and you could possibly make some money. So, you know, this is the road to success. I'll tell you, but you got to do it, you know. But, you know, that's just like growing up with your parents. You can choose to use their knowledge that they give you and apply it or you can choose not to. Uh, but that's their, your job. That's their job is to guide you. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm trying to do is help guide these youngsters. I got we built a fight team at Alpha and trying to pull up youngsters like Torrance and guys, you know, that are really good. So we can build this fight team. So I have eight to 10 kids now that I get to pump this information to yeah. and watch them use it or not use it, you know. And uh, it's to see the results that we're getting now where we're winning fights. Like all of our fighters are winning. We're all progressing. We're all doing uh, good. So what we're doing is working. So that, that knowledge that I'm pumping out reassures myself that I'm not – giving them a bunch of bullshit yeah you know and so you know i always try to tell people find that recipe whatever recipe that works for you and then you can add to it you know you don't you don't have to change it but you know add to it just keep adding to it just keep evolving keep open mind you know i, I might be teaching torrent stuff but he's teaching me stuff at the same time you know like he's teaching me how to to be a better coach or how to listen to to people from you know younger generations yeah. and you know because we have an age guy he could be my son almost yeah. you know so but uh yeah just passing it down that's what it's all about like you didn't have it now you get to be the person that you wish you had to mentor right. or something like that because you know i heard a quote a long time ago and it was like you know if you didn't always have the greatest dad or whatever be like be the father that you needed 
you know, 100%. be the coach that you needed. Be, you know, Never appoint that to every aspect of your life. You know, be that whoever that that person needed. Like whatever relationship that you have, whether it's a friendship, your mother, whatever. Be the son that you, you know, be the be the friend that you needed at, at that time, or you know, whatever. Like you can't fail. You know, treating people the way you want to be treated. So I try to apply that to my life. No, I see. Torrance, I wanted to ask you, all, you have four, are they amateur fights? Yes, sir. All four of your amateur fights, are they with uh, Alpha MMA? Uh, actually, no, I come from Minotaur MMA in Chickasha, Oklahoma. Okay. Well, obviously, we're in Oklahoma, but, um, yeah, I kind of, like I said, I just started out street fighting, man, and I was like, I really want to fight, I want to get paid to fight, like, and my coach was like, I don't think you should fight pro yet, and I'm learning now, but no, nah, I shouldn't, you know okay. what I mean, not yet, at least. So I just started taking fights. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. My coach picked my my first and second fight, but once he seen what I did in my second fight, he was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." You know I mean? My third fight, uh, I was two and zero, and my opponent was four and zero. And he's technically five and zero, but he had a fight that wasn't sanctioned, and it was in Louisiana. It was crazy. From the story of it, I don't know if it's actually true, but from the story, he said he uh, there was a video that I'd seen, but I didn't think it was real. He knocked out Dustin Poirier in his uh, like first amateur fight. It was, I don't know if you know who Dustin Poirier oh, is. I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, hot sauce, <laughs> dog. yeah. Hot sauce. Yeah, he's a hot sauce. He got the foundation, right? He was the first round, too. But this is like 2008, 2009. Who knows? He was a little older than me. He was like 38 at the time, and I was freshly 20. So, yeah, here we are. I'm just getting to know... The, the the game a little better. Yeah. Tyson's teaching me a lot, putting me to work. Sounds like uh, you got an opportunity to attend Fight University over there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, man, yeah, you're, you're in good hands, bro. I, sure. I, I feel like you're in good hands. You know, like, hands. I'm, I'm not uh, from this area. <laughs> I'm not from this area, but but I know uh, I know a lot of people that know you. You know, your your upbringing, like you kind of talked about a little bit last yeah. last podcast about you know. You get in some trouble and kind of change your life around through fights. So yeah. I definitely think you're, you're going to – man, I, man, I want to see you coaching a lot. You know, once you're done fighting, dude, I, I think you have so much to benefit for these, these you younger generations, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, I mean, what you what was your quote last time? I'm going to fight till I'm 140. These kids are pussies. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, you, yeah, said, yeah. you said, dog, these kids are pussies. I fight till I'm 140. Yeah, these kids are yeah. pussies. I'm going to fight till I'm 140. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to clip that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but I, I think it's beneficial, man, because you know, a lot of kids coming up, especially kids that like, they, they don't they don't grow up with dads and shit like that. Yeah. You know, they yeah. just don't. They, 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 they have to grow up trying to figure out their own decision of what they think a man would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's not that is the worst case scenario, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you got kids that uh, you know, you, you got kids that got stepdads that beat their moms and shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So they see that in their head. You know what I mean? You you got kids that you know the dad they can't even talk to their dads. They're you know, they're in jail or just not around. They want to talk to them. I I think young men are looking for dudes to be like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I think I think somebody. That that's that's lived a life like you, you know what I mean. That that's been through the trials and tribulations. I think you have so much to give back to community, brother. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, that is part of the goal. Like I've I've talked to a few people about uh, maybe doing a couple classes and maybe Walters because I grew up there a little bit and they don't have any type of martial arts program up there. And uh, who knows, man? Who knows what the future holds? I coach at Alpha MMA. So, you know, bring your kids down there and check it out. Teach striking and adult MMA. So, uh, it's uh, we got some young kids that are about 16, 17. And, uh, Solid. And they, they came up a little rough as well. But, you know, they're when you are around that type of environment, when you're around a bunch of uh, athletes, you know, and uh, killers, you know, your, your attitude will change. Everything changed. I've seen kids that were come in and they were just thought they were thugs and thought they were hard and then now they're the most some of the most respectful kids because now their egos been checked they know yeah. where they actually stand in reality and now they know like oh I need to start treating people with respect because I don't know if this dude knows something that I obviously don't know 
Because once somebody goes to the gym the first day and they get find out where they stand as a man, and it's usually it's not very good, you know, not good standing because that's how I got humbled my first time. A little tiny dude beat the shit out of me. I couldn't hit him. He just smoked me down. I thought I was a tough guy. And I was like, all right, I ain't shit. Obviously, I ain't shit. And I was like, and I could talk shit to this dude somewhere in real life and he could fucking kill me, yeah. you know, with his bare hands. So I was like, all right, that's, that's not happening. I, now I'm aware. Now I can use that knowledge and be like, okay, let's learn how to fight. Let's learn how to to be the man that you think that you are. You know, when you everyone's right. walking around like, I'm a bad motherfucker. I see red, I'll kill you. I'll fucking lose my <laughs> shit and everyone's done. You know, reality <laughs> is you lose your shit and then you get red. fucking KO'd and you fucking... And, yeah, and it's a bad deal. You Your know, or, trying to help you a out. wrestler takes you down, pounds you out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've made that mistake before. before Especially I fight, in Oklahoma, you know? and like, how many kids wrestle? Yeah, coming yeah. up, you know, <laughs> holy cow, that they already have an understanding of just at least grappling. You yeah, know, well, you I mean, once you can put out. any puncher on their back, there's no more punching power, so yeah. it's pretty much over. It's a, what was it? I think Josh Barnett made the quote: "Is uh, how do you turn?" Uh, a black belt into a white belt. Yeah, he says one punch at a time. Yeah, I think of a quote from uh, famous UFC fighters, MMA fighters. Yeah, uh, Randy Couture, man, he had he had a good quote, man. He said, uh, he said the person that loses the first match, right, is usually at the advantage of the rematch, right, because he knows what he did wrong, right. Yeah. So going into your rematch for the title here, right. That's kind of suspect, right? Because you broke your hand and stuff like yeah. that. It, so, so I, I, I've been thinking about how to equate that to your situation, and honestly, I can't figure it out. That's what I was thinking about. I can't, I can't figure it out. Like, because you, you started off, you start off with a broke hand, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'm, I, like, he, he has a false sense of confidence. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like it's almost like you lost twice. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know he was, when we talked on the internet, he was like. Well, uh, I didn't know your hand was broke. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to fucking tell you it's broke. It's called poker face. Like anytime you break something and you want to be a warrior and keep pushing forward and fighting, then you can't let them know it's broke because they're going to attack it. So a lot of fighting is poker face. And like I've won with a broke hand before. So I was like, you know, and you watch Uriah Faber. He broke both of his hands and was still in the fight and still throwing elbows because he didn't want to give up because he's a bad motherfucker. And I don't want to give up neither. I'm like, I'm still going to piece you up with one hand or not. I don't. I still wanted to win the fight. So um, he was like, well, I didn't know it was broke. I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to tell you it was broke. And he got those little calf kicks. And that was really that he capitalized off both of those. So I'm just going to work on uh, checking that calf kick. And just now that I know that my hand is strong, I'm not going to give him any time to set anything up. I'm trying to pour the pace on super thick right out the gate because I know his cardio is going to be trash. And I want to gas him out. My cardio is good. I'm going to gas him that first round. So in case we do the, do the next four, he's just going to be nothing and rough shit for me. It kind of cracks me up because he posts that picture in your comments all the time where he's getting his hand raised and shit. But in his bio, bro, it says like uh, living in the something, living in the past. Uh, I don't. Yeah, no, I know. What's his, that? Most of these young guys don't it fucking cracks me up, bro. <laughs> he's saying one thing and then doing the next, the dumb shit the next day. <laughs> doing the exact opposite the next day. He's like, he's like, don't make excuses. I was like, well, oh, it's not yeah, an excuse. Yeah. It's like really a reason. And I was like. And, you know, anytime you probably lost a fight before, you probably had a reason, possibly an excuse. Like, everyone has an excuse for every fucking thing. So. Nice what about the shit he was talking, though, with uh, about your wrestling? Yeah, his buddies were in the background because his, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, his that's buddy's a wrestler. <laughs> and so he's like, well, neither one of y'all can wrestle. You know what I mean? Well, I'm like, well, this isn't a wrestling match. Yeah. It's a fight. What, what happened with that, though? No, so I was watching the live feed. <laughs> I was watching the live feed, right? And, uh... Like they was talking about something, and all of a sudden the, the video went everywhere else, and he come back and kind of looked distraught. It's kind of like one of his buddy threw him around or some shit. I don't know what was going I on. I have no I idea, bro. Like I was, I don't pay attention to other people. Like they, th- those kids can talk all the shit they want. They're not fighting. They're nobodies. You know what I mean? They're 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 nobodies. So I, why would I let some nobody affect me? So I've just focused on Colton and just focused on what I was there to do. I'm not there to let somebody else distract me by talking shit. Like they can talk and say whatever they want. Me and him are fighting. Yeah. If they, if they want to fight, then we can fight later. That's no issue. 
But uh, as far as what I'm trying to do, I don't have time to focus on them. I have, like he said, I'm calculated. I'm not trying to let anything distract me. I know what I'm doing and, and what I'm what, what my plan is. So I'm not going to let those other kids talk, share, or get under my skin. I don't let people on the internet bother me. Like everyone's entitled to their opinion. And uh, it ain't none of my business, although they try to make it my business sometimes. But, you know, fuck them. You know, like if... Uh, I, I, I'm going to say what I feel. You're going to say what you feel. And, and if you want to get butthurt about it and get all emotional and upset, then that's on you. I try to use logic and I try to use my thought process to defeat everything. Because if you get emotional, you're going to make mistakes. Just like in fighting. Everybody's first emotion when you get hit is obviously you're fucking angry now and you want revenge. But if you go into the revenge blindly and they've got skill, then you're going to get just fucked up even worse. So you have to be able to control that emotion and calculate and be able to game plan and be like, okay, uh, this is this is what I'm up against. This is his attributes. These are my attributes. And what can I? And I'm like, I'm a fucking supercomputer. I'm looking for patterns. As soon as that first hit, as soon as that first bell rings off, I'm looking for patterns yeah. and I'm start analyzing shit and. Uh, so yeah, that's it's like fucking calculate, 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 calculate. When you when you're preparing for a fight, you study your opponent, right? You're looking at like you're saying, looking at past fights, or or maybe even <clears throat> excuse me, not just their past fights, but the, the the fights you've had with them. What are you doing as far as like fine tuning your grappling, your striking, you know, things? What what's what's your coach giving you to to work on that? probably you didn't do say a year ago or two years ago um uh my coach tom always has me working on something different like once he feels that i've elevated that whatever he was teaching me he'll move on to something else like uh we were working on a lot of wrestling and takedowns and getting my hips to where they needed to be so that i can have a stronger sprawl and a stronger shot yep. i have been working a lot of wrestling uh and uh started uh excelling in that i, I used to never shoot i was a, a brazilian jiu-jitsu player so uh i would accept going to my back and to my guard and trying to play jiu-jitsu and looks for sweeps and stuff but now i'm trying to wrestle up get you against the wall get my takedown mm. so uh I'm, I'm feeling confident in that now so uh we've moved on to the elbows and things like that so for the past about three to six months we've been working lots and lots of elbows and then he'll still throw in refreshers of you know other things and uh but yeah lots of elbows right now i'm uh feeling deadly with him i love him i, I can't wait to uh crack him open with one he's got the pads that he, he throws with too and i got cracked one early no. <laughs> it was nice man <laughs> the elbows cut you up so if you can cut somebody up and get that blood in their eye that shit really hurts stings it's annoying and they stop fights over that stuff so, so that's 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 where like uh on top of like fight iq mm -hmm. understanding not just okay the punches and the kicks and the takedowns and you know all that but working towards i would say like almost working towards the objective so that you get the win yeah whether it be a knockout or submission or now it's a fight stoppage but a win is a win yeah there's a, there's little tiny minuscule uh little things to everything that you do like even just throwing an elbow if you keep your fist closed it pushes this muscle out which is going to oh, prevent on the, on that yeah it's going to prevent this bone from cleaning cleaning that spot out but if i open it it goes flat and now when i throw the elbow it slices and it, the the muscle is no longer there it's just going to hit straight bone first no idea had but, no idea so the yeah, knife hand in the army yeah dog, i just turn it sideways yeah, <laughs> get a machete <laughs> yeah because as soon as you squeeze it that muscle pops and then it's going to keep that elbow from slicing so damn bro. just little tiny things that your coach can show you like slice like different angles different and this is why everybody here is throwing elbows about. checking this out I, so. and, and this is why this is educational podcast there we go right yeah. <laughs> just like little tweaks like you're, you're like oh i've been doing my guillotine like this for years and then your coach can be like hey just do this and you're like oh shit that's a fucking that made it 10 times faster it's like just little tiny things that, and tom is the is the greatest crazy that. too man like it'll be the most weird hold ever like uh, I was in an arm triangle for one of my teammates a while back, and I don't know, it was, it was like a, a guillotine. I didn't have a mouthpiece or nothing in it either. The first time I fought out of it, he's like, what the? Because it was tight. He, like, 
had his hands all wrapped up, but he went like two fingers barely. And he just yeah. had, it was to do, it wasn't even the grip. It was, he had like the space between and, his yeah, arms. Yeah. 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 And, and I was like, whoa, I know we can fight out those pretty well. Nope. It was just two fingers too. I was like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But from turning it from an air choke to a blood choke, it's right. just the small little details yeah. can, can change the what's dynamic the, what's, of everything. Can you explain that real quick? Air what, choke, blood choke? Well, yeah. Your blood choke is whenever you cut off these arteries right here and you and pass that, out yeah. instantly you know some people they'll uh they won't get that there they can't get they won't get the correct angle or whatever and they'll just be squeezing trying to just squeeze the air out of somebody with a body triangle yeah. or they can't finish the choke and they're just trying to gas them but yeah when you do a blood choke it's it's two seconds and you're out you know it doesn't take much if it's if it's all the way in you're going out so yeah, some people are like, "I'll oh, hold my breath when you're choking me." I'm like, "It's not, a, it's not a breath, breath yeah. choke." It's, yeah, go ahead. They're and not choking that. you because yeah. you're holding you underwater. It's, it's because they're squeezing off the blood supply to your brain. And uh, uh, when you were talking about the training and what uh, Coach Tom was was bringing, you said traditionally uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu comfortable fighting off your back, some yeah. success there. But when he added the wrestling in, what what clicks is like, oh, you know what I mean? Just him, uh, like, I never wrestled growing up. And now just doing, like, basic wrestling stuff, giving that medicine ball, getting working those shots both sides over and over, thousands of sprawls, like, uh, shooting up and down the mat to, you know, because I don't even have wrestling shoes. I fight barefoot. So, you know, right. you get those blisters on the top of your foot from those shots. Yeah. But you, we, just, we just worked it, worked it, worked it. Getting my hip stronger was one of the biggest key points that he was like, you don't have the hips that we need you to have. So he had me doing kettlebell workouts to strengthen my hips. He taught me all kinds of stretches uh, for specifically for my hips. And now I'm working sprawls. I'm able to get off of the cage. I'm able to get up where uh, we're not looking, we're not settling for our back no more. We're getting up off the, as soon as somebody takes me down, we're getting up. We're going to use the cage wall. We're getting back to our feet. And we're gonna break away, and I've managed to do that all my all my last few fights. Every single fight, I've managed to get up off the bottom and go back to your tools. Yes, against Colton, against uh, King Coulter, my um, me and Riles didn't really go to the ground, uh, but I was able to get back and Tony Clanton, everybody. I I got up with everybody. So uh, the wrestling to me is really not so much of an issue. I just don't. Uh, rely on it because I'm a striker. I want I want always want to keep it on yeah. the feet to my bread and butter. But I will wrestle if I have to. Okay. And I know how that's only helped my cardio even more because wrestling cardio, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu cardio, grappling cardio is different than striking cardio. Okay. Like to me, I can strike for you know an hour straight and it's nothing. You know, but grappling off the fence especially is just grueling, tiring. They're raking you down off that wall and you got to work your freaking way all the way back up. And it's just, it's just brutally tough. And they're punching you at the same time, those little short shots, knees to the thighs. I do what I hate. So I know how things feel. So that's what I try to do to people. I'm like, I'm going to knee them right in the thigh. Right. When you was a kid, someone would come up to you and they'd be like, dead leg. And they yeah, just hit you right in the that. fucking side of the thigh with their knee. And you drop. Like, <laughs> That's what I try to do against that wall. I'm like, I I know if I work these legs, the, the tree's going to fall, you know, chop yeah. these legs. So, Torres, you said you started out with uh, like a streak fighting background and then uh, got into mixed martial arts, MMA. What have you gravitated towards as far as your style now that you are an MMA? Are you more of a striker, the grappling you know, um, especially since you're working with Tyson, too. Right. I wonder if that has any difference, like any changes in in, in your trajectory, if you will. I'd really just say like I'm more of a striker for the most part. Whenever I want to, or whenever I want to go pro, I, I like to do some bare knuckle boxing and stuff. Okay, and like maybe do some pro MMA fights, but for the most part, I prefer to strike. Yeah, but whenever I first started, I would talk so much like. Crap about the ground and jujitsu and wrestling, and my coach was like, "I don't do that, man." It's like, the grappling portion isn't something that you you would care to do. And yeah. yeah. What uh, What made you change your 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 opinion on that as far as the grappling? I kept getting taken down and choked out in practice, man. Yeah, <laughs> it changed a man's life, man. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, no, I get taken down a lot too. Whenever, well, not a lot. Uh, I got they pulled guard twice in my. 
third fight and my fourth fight, he uh, pulled guard two. Or no, uh, I had the guillotine and my, my legs were too close and he kind of just pulled me down to the ground. He's strong, bro. Strong. He wasn't a big fella, but. So yeah, I was just like, man, I'm gonna start training on the ground a lot harder. And I did my last entire camp, like eight and a half weeks, just ground, 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 because my opponent was, I believe, a blue belt in okay. jiu-jitsu, but yeah. he had some good kickboxing too. Okay. And he's 4-0 also, a champion at 155 all for right. kickboxing and MMA. What uh, what fight promotion do you fight under? Um, Just all over right now. Uh, the main one that I've done was Super Fight Night. It was his main event okay. a lot in, in February. And... Uh, that's where I won my belt was the co-main. I fought for them. That was my third fight for them. So they was like, yo, we'll, we'll throw you a belt fight. Okay. So that was that. But uh, I'm going back in November to defend my featherweight belt. They offered me a 55 belt also. But I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and defend the featherweight one since it's already in your promotion. Right. Then, uh, that'll be November in Chickasha. All right. got to put that on the calendar. Yeah, there. Sure. You'll definitely see a difference in it too. I don't. I don't think y'all have seen any of my fights, but you'll see. I've been putting in the work whenever it comes because Tyson's been teaching me a lot, man. Him, Bubba, Chris, Marine, um, Keith Sutton, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Cali Cumby, uh, Dante Johnson, mm-hmm. yeah, and Tom Shoff, yeah, and some big shout outs there, though. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a good team. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, uh, Shelby Anderson too, man. Yeah, he's a Shelby's a solid jits wizard, man. Yeah, crafty. He's a crafty. fucking wizard, literally. <laughs> Actually, there's a there's a few few guys I train with on Fort Seal that were uh, talking really good as far as like his uh, yeah his jujitsu. So no, that's that's good. It sounds like you're in good hands. So you train out of Minotaur and Chickasha? Yes, sir. That's your yeah, primary gym. My brothers there too. Uh, okay. Damon Miller, Christian Boardwine, Terry Farley, um, my manager Amanda Farley. Um, hey dog, Chickasha moved up to five this year, dog. They're the enemy, dog. <laughs> He's saying that for Elgin Wrestling, right? Yeah. 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 No yeah. love, dog. No yeah. love. Yeah. No, it's all, it's it's all love, man. Yeah. No, it's all love. Yeah. I'm just joking. They got some good coaches. Yeah, no, shout out my brothers and family at Minotaur for sure. How much, uh, what's, so what's your training split between your home gym and then training with Tyson? Uh, right now, I'm not even going to lie, man. I haven't been training much. I just go and spar with Tyson every now and then. Okay. Because my gym just... I only get into training when it's time to really fight. Okay. When I, I say eight to 12 weeks yeah. is what I like. To, I feel best at All right. eight to 12 week camp. And uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and do the 12 week camp for my next fight. But yeah, I'm not in camp right now. Okay. Getting fat. Well, just yeah. working. <laughs> well, check this out, Tyson. Uh, this is one of my questions I had that I was going to ask you. But uh, it just so happens you brought the young buck here with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's some good solid advice you give somebody like him or anybody else that's coming up right now? You know what I mean? He has the opportunity to train with you right now. Yeah. He was just talking about maybe only getting into the twelve week fight camp yeah. and stuff like that. I know what you're thinking. Like, yeah, no, you gotta keep banging, dog. No, you gotta I keep I was just fit to say something too. So, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things we're fixing to change. I wanna know what your advice is on that on, on something For like sure. that. I was just yeah. gonna say I was I'm sitting to the right of Tyson. You know, I'm looking at Torrance, and over the left shoulder, I could feel the energy. <laughs> I'll be too, bro. I can feel it, too. I can feel it, too. I was like, man. Once I get to that point in my life where I can just train full-time again, I'll definitely be doing that. But I've got a lot of stuff that i got to take care of back home and whatnot. You know? That's understandable, man. Everybody has a problem so with stuff. i got to make some money before I can. Yes. Yeah, I get it. But there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, for there sure. There is, man. Sure. Whenever there is I'm in a, camp, I wake uh, up at 3 a.m. and I'm training by 4. Yeah. And I get done at like 6.30 and go to work from 7 till sometimes like 11 at night. You know what I mean? So, And then I'm right back up the next day to go train. But when it's time, I put in the work. Yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, coming down. Like if it rains in Chickasha, he'll drive to Lawton and train with me during the yeah. day. And we'll get a session in. And sometimes he'll stay for the two-hour class. or, uh, But usually every Sunday he goes with me to Texas to spar. So... He's staying pretty consistent with that, but I guess we can let it slide since he's got to pay the bills, I guess. He's <laughs> <laughs> the fourth or fifth week we've been sparring now. Yeah. How, he's a brother for sure. How, uh, how intense are the sparring sessions as you're getting closer to the fight? Like, uh, you know, 
Or oh, is, it, is it more like we're doing 50%, but we're working new technique? You, you, you see what I'm saying? Usually it just depends on who I'm sparring. Okay. Like if it's uh, somebody that I know can give me trouble, then I'm gonna we're going to get to work. Mm. If it's uh, the new guy that has no experience, then we're going to play around and it's not going to be as intense. But I usually like that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I usually try to pick it up. Uh, I usually keep it always pretty intense. Okay. But I'm not, I, don't, I don't spar like I used to. Where I would just spar every day. Mm-hmm. I usually spar maybe once or twice a week. Okay. And uh, the rest is usually technical. Uh, we work more wrestling and jujitsu and wall work than anything. Uh, my striking is already at a pretty high level that Tom's got me at. So we just keep that sharp and uh, basically develop all my other skills where I'm lacking at. Because that's what I'm best at. So I don't have to try to train so hard at it. It comes naturally the footwork and the punches that he puts together for me and these combinations like he he puts things together for me he's like this these work for you so let's do them you know he'll give me game plans and i just try to do what he says like a kid playing a video game and i'm the, the dude in the video game and yeah tom's got the controller <laughs> yeah i give him all the credit for he's turned my whole career around took my fight iq to another level took my confidence to another level and like that's that's one of the things I could give advice to somebody is find a coach that you can learn from that you can that you can relate to that can speak your language because we all learn in different ways. Like sometimes like drilling doesn't cut it for me. Like I need to go and lose a thousand times that way and be like, all right, what do I, I got to figure it out? I got to learn this this one the hard way. Mm. you know and sometimes i tell people like they're like i'm never gonna use this i'm like you use it i'm like but you just haven't developed a game yet to where you're gonna use it and i was like in six months down the road you're gonna be like doing something different you're gonna be like i see i see where this is available now and i feel like i can do this or i can i can this and your game just grows and grows and grows but the only way it's gonna grow is if you're training every day constantly growing uh you gotta water the plants well, you know you had brought this up last uh in the last podcast you, you can get push-ups or squats or you know jump rope anywhere yeah, yeah. right as long as you're moving and doing something to yeah. staying refined yeah it right? doesn't have to be all at once you don't have to kill yourself in the gym for you know two hours at you know eight o'clock specifically every day like if i'm mowing grass all day like me and my guys like and it motivates them and they're not even they're not even training for fights they want to do push-ups with me yeah. because you know that's just the male ego is like we're all in competition yeah, with yeah, each other nobody yeah, wants yeah. to we'll look like the weakest link and if you got friends yeah, just, yeah and if you got friends to where you can you know have that kind of like fun where you're not bringing each other down we're pushing each other yeah. to get better everybody's like, getting better yep, we're, yep. We're, we're like all right well we just mowed grass let's knock out 50 push-ups boom 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 all right we did another yard let's go knock out another 50 boom 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 by the end of the day you done hit 250 push-ups yeah. you know and you that know, adds up like when i'm teaching my kids class and I'm, they're doing their warm-ups i'm hitting push-ups i'm doing pull-ups over on the bar like i'm getting sneaking little moments of my workout in whenever i'm available to yeah. do it uh, like you know, you probably see fighters all the time. They're constantly shadow boxing, like, <laughs> like, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah, I, I think every man alive does that. Yeah, yeah. Like, get yeah. up to the shower, look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, just like you. Like you got a mirror in here. I have a huge like, yeah. six foot mirror in my living yeah. room. And just all night, I'm in there. Just you know, is, that, is, is that the one behind uh, when you do the videos? No, okay. that's another one. I've got yeah. another one. Look over here and over here. So it says Texas on it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't hold it again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, it's actually gotten me quite a bit of practice, you know, because people always want to fight about it. (laughs) Good, good, good. good. It's kind of one of the main reasons I did because I I moved to Wichita Falls on spot like 13 or 14, and that's when I still started watching, you know, college football. And mm-hmm. since I lived down in Texas, like, you know, I might not move back to Oklahoma. So I'm yeah, a Texas fan. And I yeah. moved back to Oklahoma and then everyone's like, fuck you. You yeah. know, I was like wearing a Texas <laughs> shirt, walking down the airport and people were literally flipping me off. Yeah. Fucking doing the horns thing. Like, fuck you, bro. And I was like, God, damn, these motherfuckers are crazy. Man, I got a lot of hand in it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a religion. So I was like, I was like, you know what? This might work in my favor. Like yeah. every time we go yeah. to barbecues, like you always getting a little scrap or something. So it's always fun you know <laughs> i like to cause a lot of controversy sometimes yeah. so it was fun to have you know the, the adversity you they're know? gonna hate us whenever we got 
bigger mics, like, you know, on TV and stuff. They're just going to hate us. This is we're saying, man. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, one of the last, last things I want to talk to you about is, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're doing it right now with social media, promoting fights and stuff like that. Is social media. You know what I mean? Like, we, we got, you know, you know, I'm 21-year-old here. Yeah. You know, I think me and you are about to say I'm 38, you're 40, yeah, right? Yeah, just turned 40. Rob, 43. 43. Oh, We're man. all about the same age, you know, <laughs> buck over here. You know what I mean? But, uh, like, you know, it was different with us growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can remember when text messages was a big thing. Like, yeah. Like, what? I can just text all my boys, you know? Parties here, this and that, you know what I mean? Promotion yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? The it's it's, it's, it's different from Torrance. Yeah, right? yeah. It's different for Torrance, though. He kind of grew up knowing this aspect, yeah. you know. It's yeah. something that we're kind of having to learn as we're going up. Yeah, and, and, and a lot ass. of it is, yeah, a lot of it is, it is a pain ass because it comes to a point where, like, you got to know it. Even me, I do it with a podcast, right? It's like, I don't like to mess with all that crap, you know what I mean? If Really, if it wasn't for Rob to open my eyes to a couple things, I wouldn't do as much as I do now, you know what I mean? But I think... Uh, there's lessons to be learned here. So what would you say to give advice for up-and-coming fighters on social media, do's and don'ts maybe, if you will? Well, uh, it's a job. It's a fucking full-time job because you got they, – they in order for these bigger promotions to want to sign you and actually pay you, they want you to come fully loaded. They want you to already have a fan base. And the fastest way to do that is to promote yourself on social media, uh, get you a fucking tiktok i have one i don't fucking like doing the shit but i do it be just because it, this is what it takes you i want to get out there on every uh avenue so i can get some money like i i'm trying to make money doing what i love so if this is what i gotta do it, then that's what i gotta do instagram facebook go live uh because people have short attention spans these days you can't just promote uh one thing and be like once a week and expect people to pay attention like i'm on social media every day fights coming up get your tickets get your merch which i do have merch by the way yeah go get your merch where's uh, that at? where's your merch at? Yeah, uh, i have the links on my facebook mm-hmm. it's at uh cool. starlight productions i believe okay. i've got hoodies i've got women's clothes kids clothes and i'm gonna be dropping multiple designs throughout the months uh but yeah, get on that shit. Like, don't be lazy. If this is what you want, it's gonna be a job, and it's, it's gonna be there's gonna be parts of it that are hard. It's not always gonna be fun. Just like any job, there's gonna be parts where you gotta actually do work, and this is part of it. Like as you were saying, I'm older, so I didn't grow up into uh, taking all this time to post what the fuck exactly what I'm doing every goddamn second of every day. You know, <laughs> some people are like, oh, I'm going to take a shit. Uh, <laughs> See y'all, see y'all in five, you know? I'm just like, Jesus, uh, the way people have so much time to post, you know, it's just, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Like, and people get really in-depth with shit like that. Yeah. Like, I see so much drama, and I'm nothing like, why left, would you post this? Nothing like, left to mystery, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, taking a shit is probably the easiest time to post that, though. <laughs> yeah. you, ain't, you ain't doing shit ever. <laughs> yep, guys, taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like if if you want to do it, then do it, man. Fucking do the podcast. Do put yourself out there. Like you're already putting yourself out there to get your ass beat. You might as well put yourself out there to to look like a fool anyway. You know, it, it, a buzz is a buzz, whether it's positive, negative. Uh, my uh, and learn how to promote, like saying certain keywords in your posts that will reach audiences that you didn't think that would reach. Okay, like my last fight. Uh, it's got 12k views i think i've had it on there for like two and a half weeks okay three weeks yeah and that uh the way i worded it on there uh reached a whole different it wouldn't reach a world audience because i normally i put tyson swisher sweet southern versus my opponent but i put rage in the cage in the beginning yeah and I put, so like rage in the cage is a popular saying not just for oklahoma but like a lot of promotions and I had like 30% of my viewers were from Vietnam somehow because yeah. I have my analytics. I can view my analytics and stuff. And I was like, so I learned through doing and trying that the way I word things, the way I put certain hashtags is going to put me into audiences I didn't know. And so I've watched my views on all my other fights go up as well. Hundreds of views on each fight because they saw my fight and mm. I reached a, a whole a whole plethora of other people yeah. and that led them to my other fights. So I was like, oh, okay, so maybe I need to f- 
pay attention on my titles and my hashtags and use you know more hashtags so I can reach a broader audience. Like it's a trial and area. That's why they have social media managers and stuff now because they they've mastered the art of reaching audiences, getting people's attention. Right. People will pay to boost their because uh, like when you post on Facebook, it reaches like the algorithm only allows it to reach five percent of your friends. Okay. So if you've got a thousand friends, it's only reaching you know. 500 friends yeah. or, you know whatever like right. that's not shit what's the point of having all those friends if you can't get your your media out there they want you to pay to boost it so it can reach out to more and more people so they have me, whole managers for this shit and, and I'm not trying to pay you know so right. I'm just trying to learn on my own um, as I go you know and yeah you know I'm not a beautiful young woman that can you know just post one picture and get 10,000 followers so you got to grind work hard and uh, you know just keep putting yourself out there and people are going to talk shit and you just got to have thick skin and let that shit roll and you're going to have people that you know validate you and they're like dude that shit's lit that shit's cool you know I posted my first TikTok video one of my highlights and the most positive response I got back was the name is legendary. We love Swisher Sweet, you know, and yeah. and that was cool, you know. And then yeah. I posted another video, and someone's like, "Fuck this video!" <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, bro!" You yeah. know, like, I didn't say that, but I think in my head, I was just like, "Oh, whatever." I'm let yeah. let the haters hate. Don't, it ain't gonna bother me, you know. Oh, they're 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 definitely gonna be there. Man, I, I mean, I'd like to say thanks, man. When you do live videos, I, I really appreciate you giving me a shout out on your live videos. Oh dude. no, man, I appreciate dude, the I, opportunities I really appreciate you give that, me man. as well. Dude, dude, I, I love it, man. Uh, since since that, speaking of analytics, I've seen an uptick in my analytics. Uh, so thank you, brother. Yeah. I really do appreciate that, man. And one thing you said is, is you you told people to go into that that Derek Bean rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And stuff. And uh, I, I I've seen an uptick in the analytics from like you know the first and second, third episode and stuff like that, dude. So I really appreciate. Yeah, that, if that could like you never know that could lead to something that's gonna oh, put you in a place where it could help you solve your problem you know what yeah I mean? man I, I love that dude thank you yeah, brother no problem. i really appreciate it no problem it, at all man and I'm, I'm gonna keep doing it you know what i'm saying real recognize real that's one of my slogans and people that uh put on for me i put on right back you know that's how it's supposed to work we're all supposed to be working together that's you know it, so if we can uh come together and make something big like that happen that would be fucking amazing you know what i'm saying oh, and plus dude. it's a very interesting story and you know, people should, should need to get involved in shit like that yeah if we all come together shit like that won't happen and we can get shit solved right out the gate you know what i mean yeah i watched um his last one with y'all too it was interesting man i listened to the whole podcast i was at work just cutting side my boss was like what do you listen to i was like oh the podcast ties in did <laughs> I had a lot of people uh, hit me up about the last one. They're like, "Man, they're like, you're starting to actually sound like you know what you're talking about." (laughs) (laughs) Shit, man, Tasha, man, uh, man, that's about it, brother. Uh, You want to put anything out, man? Anything coming up other than the championship fight? Um, yeah, August fifth, Altus, Oklahoma. Uh, come watch Swisher make fucking a dream come true, man. Going to be the champion. Uh, I look forward to knocking this kid out, you know. And uh, thanks to my sponsors, Lot and Bail Bonds. Uh, Warriors United, Goose Reapers, Civil Savage. If you need some craft cannabis and you have a dispensary, uh, hit up Jeff Crabtree or DM me and I can get you connected uh, with anything uh, that you need. Uh, Clean Cuts Lawn Care, Swisher be out cutting with them. I'll cut uh, without my shirt for an extra $5. So just just kidding, maybe. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, shout out to Alpha MMA, my brother Bubba McDaniel, Tom Showoff. Derek Lemos, Shelby Anderson, my coaches, my teammates, everybody. Thanks for having me uh, being podcast. It's always an honor and a privilege. Robert, it's always an honor to talk to you as well. Oh, likewise, man. Thank you. Uh, Torrance, watch out Thank for Torrance Daniel, me. man. He's coming up. There he is.